0: Well, welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of the HR Tech Chat video podcast. Almost got that wrong. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, this is the uh, next installment of what's going to be a regular series of internal HR Tech Chats uh, that I, myself, uh, Brent Skinner, co-founder of 360 Insights, will be having with Jen Dole, who is a pastor, 90-day uh mark or uh, you know milestone with us um and uh really really acting as if she's been here a lot longer than that uh you know it's great great uh, no, <laughs> I mean that in a good way uh okay, thank you real <laughs> really uh, sort of uh uh making her mark and uh, uh just a fantastic uh wonderful addition to the team um and for re- uh readers viewers uh listeners um however you're you are you're uh, attending this podcast. Um, who don't know, uh, Jen and I were both at Cornerstone On Demand uh, before um, being here together at 360 Insights. Uh, a little bit of background there. And uh, yeah, Jen, I guess
1: a different way of thinking about hiring alumni, right? Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Which is cool.
0: It is pretty cool. What's What's even cooler is that uh, we didn't even know we were at Cornerstone at the same time until we met long, not long before we both left cornerstone uh at the uh, the uh the big uh 20-year uh, anniversary bash in that uh, with palm spring that was a fun time very fun time
1: yeah i have a little fear of missing out and not being met <laughs> Uh, convergence this year, but
0: oh, working yes. on it. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. Uh, but we, we didn't miss out on anything at the uh, the 20 year anyway. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so, so Jen, you've joined us um, to handle, do a real deep dive into uh, talent management, what we're calling talent management. And today, you know, you and I had a really interesting conversation on the back channel offline sort of the other day around what does talent management mean today, uh, what are we, why are we calling it that, uh, where is the term going, what are some of the new terms around it these days, um, and that's what we want to talk about today. It's going to be kind of a, you know, a, a freeform conversation. We have a few things we want to touch on, but um, um, I mean, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, well, when we got started talking about this, it was, you know, how HR technology today is just blending into different areas. So you see recruiting technology, touching into talent management technology as probably the the best example where you see recruiters moving into internal talent mobility, who owns that. And we just got thinking like, what, what should we be calling this? Is it talent management? Is it even human resources anymore? Is it people leaders? Who owns the employee experience? I mean, it just, it was confusing us. I can only imagine how it confuses that, you know, the buyers during this experience
0: yeah, it's really interesting you know and and, and frankly this kind of touches on a, something a little bit bigger than we want to focus on today, but I'll, I want to bring it up here is that you know, I think about the terms human resources versus human capital management and I almost prefer human resources because at least the humans are our re, are, are resources uh, you know as opposed to capital to be managed. Um, it's some of the terms that we use, in this space, I think are a little bit unfortunate, but they're sort of um, uh, they're uh, what's the artifacts from a from a bygone era when when the terms we're using today did feel better than what was being called what it was being called before that, uh, and also when there was sort of the advent of the entire notion of talent management, which I think uh, stop keep keep me honest here. I think it was around 30 maybe about 30 years ago when it really started emerging and becoming somebody coined the term. I forget who it was. Should have researched it before our conversation. Yeah. Before, but
1: well, I think, you know, it, it started as personnel. I mean, oh,
0: yeah. Right.
1: That's what I remember it as long, long time ago. And,
0: and you know what? I, sorry, I just got to kind of shoehorn this in. It reminds me um, there's some places still call it the personnel department, especially in the public domain. Uh, we actually had a conversation with the uh, CHRO this was a while almost two years ago now but we had a conversation with the then new CHRO or then sort of new CHRO in, in the city of Memphis and they they brought her in and they they wanted to do an entire sort of an employer culture change and one of the things that they did uh, I believe is they they changed the name from the from calling it a personnel department to I think HR so you know, mm-hmm. Kind of a, and she did a bunch of stuff that was really interesting. And that's, that's not what this is about today either. But what's what's really interesting here is that, you know, we have this, so we call it talent management here at 360 Insights, uh, but, but we're fully aware of the fact, we're cognizant of the fact that it's, that it's not, it's it's a lot more blending, like you said today, even the, even the conventional silos of talent management so tell me if I'm missing any, but compensation uh, compensation planning, succession management, I always mix those up, whether it's planning or management on one or the other, this is a little mind cramp I have, but then there's performance management and, uh, and probably something else that I'm missing, but these very well-defined sort of silos. And it's really interesting today. I would say, unless you're a, a sort of a, a, a new, like a smaller company, just trying to get your Wrap your heads around systematize your HR, right? Um, unless you're that, um, I would say it's even a mistake to to go to a vendor thinking I have a performance management silo problem to solve, or to be a vendor and go to a go to a user or prospect and say, listen to them and say, oh yes, we have a, pro- a performance management silo solution for you. That that to me. Is just we we're beyond that uh, when you get our, get away from small businesses. But
1: there's so much to unpack with what you just said, Brent.
0: <laughs>
1: and I'm gonna I'm gonna say where do we begin? Because I think that's probably what HR teams are saying, it, particularly in the smaller organizations where they're very lean and they're responsible for everything. Where do they begin?
0: Yeah where do well, they are reading
1: about all these trends mm-hmm. in workforce intelligence and the future of work where do they begin what does it mean for them
0: well honestly um, to be a little bit ironic here they probably should think of it more as a siloed thing a yeah, systematized thing right uh, and this is this is what we're really talking about is you know the state of the art of the thinking around workflow and also technology for HCM versus the realities of just getting things under control. Mm.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's sort of looking at kind of getting the the workflows right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and understanding what works for your organization.
0: So many organizations, you're absolutely right. So many organizations, they, HR really, let's think about it. I mean let's be let's be honest. When you're a startup, a new company, HR isn't the first thing I, HR is something that you realize you have to do um, after you've hired some people. It's something, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, this probably isn't the right word. And it's, and it's, and it's not meant to be, you know, like uh, an insult or anything like that, but it's, it's an afterthought, you know, it's just, it's often an afterthought. And when a company is very small, just beginning, and I've heard, we've heard the terms, you know, accidental HR people, often some of the, you know, some of the founders or the very first employees in the organization end up just they, they spread the load in terms of this, this growing administrative uh, tedium that just has to be done. And at some point somebody cries uncle or or raises a stink, or maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it's more amicable, but at some point somebody says, look, we need an HR person. (laughs) And and then they hire somebody and uh, maybe it, maybe it's at that point, or maybe it's later on. yeah no you
1: know as these small organizations are growing fast they need that support in recruiting that's probably Mm -hmm. where they begin right because you want to take that heavy lift off of your people leaders um so because we could all be spending all our time on recruiting in small businesses to grow the team
0: you know i Probably that in payroll, right? Payroll is like the absolute, mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. like, you know, I like to say, if there's anything that's absolutely essential to employing people, it is paying them. Right. I mean, that's, you know, and then it, depending on what kind of company you are, however small you are, you might need a time and attendance solution just to keep that straight. You know, at some point, the Excel spreadsheet isn't working anymore. And you're absolutely right about recruiting, right? Because if you if you start growing, you reach that inflection point. Um, you knew we were gonna work the term inflection point into this conversation today. But anyway, um, you reach that inflection point where um, where where you start to grow, and you and there's no way you can't as a as a as a founder of an organization at some point you just you have to delegate that to somebody else, and and this is where it's it gets interesting because I've seen use cases. I'm sure you have too, where sometimes when they bring in the dedicated HR person uh, when I say and when we say HR right we mean the whole kit and caboodle we're talking about talent management talent acquisition and everything
1: development yeah
0: exactly they bring that person yeah they bring that person in and it's and maybe they don't give them technology they just want Mm -hmm. that person to do all the admin and maybe they give them a nice title Um, but sometimes they do understand that they need to have the technology to, or maybe the new person coming in, There's all sorts of dynamics. Maybe the new person coming in says, hey, we need some technology for this. But this is just to get back to the main point though, this is about systematizing, right? You're at a totally different uh, stage of your, um, of the, um, the organizational life cycle vis-a-vis HCM than, than in a mature, uh, you know, a, a many years old sort of enterprise organization.
1: Yeah, and very different challenges that you're handling. And the way that you're going to make the business case to improve is going to be different in a small organization or a medium sized organization versus an enterprise organization.
0: Hmm. And it means different things to leadership at those different stages, too, right? I mean, you think about the systematizing stage of things when you're small, you're, in, you're a lean HR team. Uh, I love that term. Um, it's a newer company, smaller company. Maybe it's a company that's been small for a very long time. Yep. We've seen that too. But you have this situation where this is very much a cost center sort of thing. This is about getting the administrative load under control, lowering labor expenditure related to this, this, uh, m- this, you know, must complete, but You know, it's it's not, it's in no way strategic work, um, anything like that. And so you're, you're in that kind of a situation as, as an organization, uh, as an HR department, your, your uh, leadership recognized that they needed to solve for this. So it's not like you're, you know, um, uh, what's it? Uh, what's what's the word? You're not trying, you're not uh, invisible. That's the word so I right, was right. invisible to them. But and they see you as mission critical, but they don't see you as, as strategic.
1: Um, I know, but think about this: small companies are competing with large companies right. for talent.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it has to be strategic.
0: That's a really great point. And so how do you so what what are some of the ways to well, think about this. So you have leadership at the organization and they may not recognize, they may not realize that that is, is in fact strategic because it's, it was such an, an administrative nuisance, right? <laughs> So what are some of the ways that, uh, maybe maybe we'll have to think about this one a little bit more, I don't know, but what are some of the ways that a, that a small business's HR department might be able to uh, convince their leadership that, or persuade their leadership that, you know, hey, we need to be strategic with, say, our Uh, let's start with talent acquisition. I can see how it can be everything, but because we're competing for talent with with these big players that are being strategic with their talent acquisition. Maybe that answers the question. I don't know.
1: Well, I'm going to borrow a phrase from a mentor of mine. Okay. There are abstract and concrete (laughs)
0: ways
1: (laughs) that need to be thought of when as a small organization trying to do this. How do you like that?
0: It's true. I love that. Thank you, young grasshopper. Uh, just <laughs> I, I will be honest though, that um, you know, this is this is a little bit of inside baseball. Here at 360 insights, we have a concept of concrete and abstract HCM that that sort of occurred to me. It, it was this idea that almost fell out of the sky. I feel like almost that it almost didn't come from me. I I just want to be clear about that. Um I said, oh yeah, HCM has sort of a concrete side and an abstract side. We have all this administrative stuff, it's easily quanti- readily quantifiable often from a labor expenditure type of of, um, perspective, right? And it's very, very easily translates to the accounting spreadsheet, yada, yada, yada. And then we have all this, and it's, and it's what the CFO really pays attention to and maybe others in leadership too uh, because it, it makes so much sense to them with their MBAs and this sort of thing, right? But then you have the whole abstract side of HCM, which is, that's about driving and empl- building a really strong, healthy, robust employer culture, paying attention, mm-hmm. realizing that the employee's experience actually is important. It's important, even though you may not be able to actually quantify it right away in the spreadsheet. You these All of these things have have an impact on the numbers for the company, but there's no way to actually predict what the actual number is going to be. And so you can put it into a spreadsheet, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm just gonna say that in my short period of time here learning, I've um, taken that to, to a little bit deeper and talked about efficiencies and empathy. Yeah, And again, back to this point of where do you begin as a small organization trying to tackle this and compete for talent, you've got to have efficiencies, right? Yeah. And those efficiencies are going to be what appeals to your executives. But you also need to have empathy because that's what's going to appeal to the top talent you're trying to um, recruit into your organization, so mm-hmm. there's this fine balance that, that needs to be worked into um, the business case of how you're gonna manage this challenge.
0: And you're absolutely right about that, A. B, I love the, the concept of efficiency and empathy because it, it and, and, and you really made me think when you came up with it because it occurred to me, well, wait a minute, you can't be empathetic unless you have efficiencies in place. Because if, if, if you're inefficient, in your HR processes or your, let's call it your HCM process, fine distinction, but anyway, if you're inefficient in those, you're not going to have any time to be empathetic as, as an HR department to argue for empathy uh, in favor of empathy to leadership or and certainly not as an organization, right? And and what's interesting about it also, if you think about it is, it, you think about sort of the, uh, the, uh, the evolution of, and it's different in every organization every organization excuse me is in a different point in this evolution yes but but at some point it's you're beating a dead horse if you're still focusing on efficiencies i yes, mean it, just it, give it, it up man I mean, okay yeah <laughs> right you you at some point you're efficient enough where if you're not pivoting to focus on empathy to to set your sights on those aspirational abstract hcm Things and player culture and play experience, then, then um, uh, you're you're not doing it right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not getting get the
1: talent that your business needs.
0: Exactly, exactly. And this this does dovetail nicely into um, the terms. You know what's going on with these terms in HCM today, because when you're really focused on efficiencies and and I would kind of I would roll system system systematizing um uh, into I'm not even trying to say <laughs> systematizing systematization anyway anyway now i'm gonna roll that into the efficiencies side of things because they really kind of go to hand in hand right you're at that point of thinking where you, you're just trying to get things under i love to say this you're trying to get things under control right because there's there's a certain pandemonium mm-hmm. that can that can absolutely take over in hr and you have to get it under control um but but once you have that in place once you've systematized now it's time once you've kind of gotten the foundation and it's like a foundation right now now you have the foundation okay how can i think you know my house doesn't have to have just four sides right my house doesn't have to, it, it doesn't, isn't just one big room that's three stories high or whatever. Right. I have all sorts of different, I have a, I have a great room or a living room. I have a, I have a, you know, a jacuzzi here or whatever. I'm, I'm not, I'm not describing my house necessarily, <laughs> 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 but, but you know, I, 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 I'm just, I'd love my house to be, but in any event, um, you know, you're, 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 now you're building for you're, you're thinking uh, you know you're you're thinking sort of flex flex uh, fluidly in terms of what's going on with talent management and this gets the blending piece of it we've we've seen it we're not going to name names but we've seen we've seen people in our space start to talk about talent management even name it something else, or uh, they call it the employee experience. We've seen that as a term um, and we're going to do, do another one of these in the near future where we know what's a better term for employee experience because it's definitely a step up, but it, maybe not a better term, but what's the next thing could be called. Uh, but we've also, also seen it as future of work, right? Which yeah. I, it's a good one, um, but it's this All idea-
1: Workforce intelligence.
0: Yeah. Because you have all this AI that's sort of infusing, and we have a greater, uh, ever greater sophistication when it comes to analytics too, right? Um, yeah.
1: All of that feels very efficient.
0: Yes, it does. It doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, we wouldn't be able to talk about the future of work if we were uh, if we were inefficient in HR, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what's interesting too is. Getting back to something we were talking about a moment ago around, around leadership and how they view the HR function. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's really any company out there that doesn't see HR as important, right? You know, it's a mission critical. This stuff has to get done. It's not something we can just dispense with, right? Well, even
1: particularly after the last couple of years, I think HR was the hero of, um, in the workplace around. The pandemic
0: absolutely it's safe right Th- that's what's interesting about the disruption we talk about disruption and and how it can really kind of leave uh, a lasting impact on how people view things and uh, because it because it's so jolting and it was interesting to see so many organ- most organizations um, you know, Thinking about the employee experience and how important it is to productivity, I think before the pandemic, people might have, you know, you might have had a lot of organizational leaders saying, Well, I mean, you know, yeah, okay, that's great. But, um, you know, nah, okay, thanks. Thanks for saying that. You know, it's just kind of like a sort of a maybe not seen as that important, but all of a sudden, when we have the extreme, where everybody suddenly has to go work. For, I mean, we're talking about certain segments of the marketplace. There were people where, uh, where they were still out there in, in the wild, you know, line, line, uh, line people. You know, people in the, the power company and all that kind of stuff. But, but at least for you know, in the, in the uh, professional managerial space, right? We had that massive en masse move to work from home, right? And all of a sudden, oh man. The employee experience is tantamount Uh, or we're going to or we're going to go way down in productivity. Oh, hey, maybe the employee experience actually is important when it comes to productivity. What I love about that is right, productivity is something that we're going to raise productivity that that actually translates to an accounting spreadsheet. Mm.
1: Back to efficiencies.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh, But what I think about it is the technology bringing in the efficiencies allows the people to be more human. So once upon a time, we thought that the computers were going to eliminate all these jobs and all these people. But really what it did was just ask us to be a little bit more creative and focus more on the people side of things.
0: Mm. Yeah, it gave us. It, um gave us the the white space to do that yep yeah that's it's so funny how so many things have sort of that unintended effect when you think about Jen, when you think about you know uh organizational leadership and and uh how to make HR seem how to make empathy in HR seem uh, like a strategic imperative what? What comes to mind for you?
1: What comes to mind for me is, is really building it into the, the talent strategy and having it be a CEO conversation.
0: You're absolutely right about that. That's, I'm so glad you mentioned that. that. That's such a great insight. Because the CEO, the CEO is sort of like the, you think about the C-suite, right? you have uh, your various voices in the c-suite and the and the CEO needs to um, what's the word a synthesize all of that and convert it into a vision that makes sense and and uh, and, and reflects the, the the different perspectives of the various personas in the c-suite and and the um, and the domains of the enterprise that are tributaries to those different c-suite personas Um and, and what's interesting here is that this, I, I remember a long time ago in my career, this was many years ago, I'll, I'll, I'll say it 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. A lifetime um, ago. <laughs> There's an organization called uh, Chief Executive, um, uh, and they uh, they they publish a magazine, Chief Executive magazine, um, and they used to have a, I don't know if they still have it, but they may, but they at the time they had a twice yearly conference called CEO to CEO, and at the time it was in New York City, and they would they would uh, survey. The CEOs every time they uh, they had the uh, the event. This was mid sized company CEOs, and they'd have some marquee enterprise size, you know, household name brand CEOs that would deliver talks. They would survey the CEOs in attendance, and retaining top talent was, I think, it. One year it was the number one concern. It was never it was never below number three from what I, from, if I recall correctly, I do know when I was working with these folks that it was very high on the list. So the CEO is sort of uh, pre- preternaturally sort of disposed to caring about the employee experience. Um, you know, that's, I think that's, that's an easy inference. Yeah.
1: And, and so that's, it's having that conversation um, with the CEO, with the talent strategy um, that I see so many vendors doing today, right? They wanna get help HR leaders get the right conversation in front of the CEO.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And um, you and I have sort of seen how the sausage is made having been on the vendor side, right? And, um, and, uh, and for me personally, um, also at another vendor as well, uh, that I won't name, uh, but in any event, you know, there's, and across the board, when we're talking with vendors and users, especially with our user conversations, you know, there's, there's, I'm not so sure vendors are reaching like having direct conversations with, with the C-suite necessarily as much as they should in, in when they're making the case.
1: Well, so I don't know that they, they need to help the Mm -hmm. HR leader make, have the conversation, make the case. Right. That's where the real magic is in educating, informing, informing, and providing the the case for HR to go to the CEO,
0: it's empowering. Still, their
1: conversation,
0: right? <laughs> Ultimately, you're empowering that 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 yes. um, line of business uh, leader to um, to be more to to present themselves as more strategic to the organization's leader, leadership. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, going back to the, you know, the terms, talent management, you know, and all of this, because it's, you know, you and I, we, we, we joke sort of on the back channel offline about how, how, how difficult sometimes it is to have a very sort of focused and stay focused on one topic when talking about ACM, because it all kind of blends. And so it much. Yeah. Yeah. But when thinking about the terms, right. Um, it's, there is, here's my, my prediction is at some point, I think it's going to be twofold. There's kind of, there's two things are going to happen. Um, I think large enterprise organizations and, and mature mid-sized organizations at some point, they're not even going to use the term talent management anymore. Okay. I, I think so. It's going to be the employee experience is going to be We've talked about this, whether it's learning or uh, succession planning or or performance management. There's so much blending between those things. Yeah. It's really difficult to talk about it in, in silos. It almost doesn't make sense anymore. But when but when we're talking about lean HR teams <clears throat> at small businesses that are still solving for efficiencies and systematizing. Um, maybe maybe it will remain you know uh, maybe the term talent management is sort of a, the auspices like sort of like the category under which there are many silos maybe that term will go away still but you'll still be talking about like as discrete um, uh, discrete activities performance management, learning. Um, those are probably the two that may happen first, and then maybe have comp- compensation management and success and planning after that. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm, I, this is just a hypothesis of mine. I, I, who knows, five, 10 years from now, someone might come back and say, hey, Brent, you were wrong.
1: <laughs> I think there's some combination of people, culture, and strategy mm. and business strategy.
0: People, culture, strategy, and business strategy.
1: Well, yeah, business strategy is
0: one. Right.
1: I just said strategy. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is is where HR can contribute the most to an organization, making sure that they've got a strategy-ready workforce.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, what's interesting about that is it really is the natural seat for hr right i mean ultimately as an hr department should strive to be the go-to resource or the go-to um organizational sherpa if you will uh when there's a question about how to be more effective with our people hmm that's when, that's when, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's when they become really organizationally uh, strategic. I, I forget who was it was I was talking with. It might've been somebody our, on our uh, global executive advisory council. I uh, had the conversation many months ago, it's this idea that, and I forget where he saw it, but he shared an idea with me. There was a report where they talking about the chief HR officer and the chief HR operational officer. They were talking about like split. There was it's some, this is kind of an mm. old report from several years ago where they're talking about that. And it's really interesting because it, it's, it, it, to me, that uh, I'd have to look into it more, but it might be the genesis to the whole, you know, chief people officer fina, uh, yeah. fina, uh, yeah. Yeah. scene, right? And, and because the chief people officer and the chief HR officer, um, if they both exist in an organization, their roles are, are, are kind of different.
1: That is something that I would need to think about more or learn more about how they're different.
0: Well me too, me too. Maybe that's maybe that's uh, one of our next uh, internal HR tech chat series conversations. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, Brent,
1: this has been great. I love these conversations.
0: Oh, me too. Me too. Um, I, I knew that we would end up trying to boil the ocean today, but that's okay. Uh, if if we keep at it, maybe we will indeed boil the ocean um, at some point, which would be great. Or at least
1: find the right term um, <laughs> that encompasses all that HR leaders and teams need to do.
0: Yeah, that's that's something that that the the space really should, um, and and they are, but we should redouble our efforts. So I say we, I mean the royal we, all of us in HCM, we really should be uh, thinking about that very very strongly. And that really was um, kind of the you know the impetus for this conversation today. We hope to have maybe made a dent in that for everyone.
1: Yeah, or get more people thinking about it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I'd love to hear what people are thinking about it.
0: Well, that's that's a good Clarion call, folks. If you're listening in and uh, and you want to kind of get in touch with us and speak with us about your your own uh, experience uh, in HCM, we love to hear your stories. So uh, just go to the website; it's very easy to find from the drop-down menu, and uh, and we'll be in touch.
1: All right. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Jen. Talk with you again soon. Bye,
1: Brent.